0: right turn and it turned out wrong i took a wrong turn and it turned out right it don't matter which way you go you know
1: as long as you're going God. hello here we are good morning good afternoon good evening good day <laughs> there's robert with his toys all the boys have to have their toys.
2: Yeah, yeah, we have to have toys. Well, and here we are. It's season two.
1: Episode five. Five. All right.
2: Episeason.
1: That's <laughs> what he said to me before we got started. It's an episeason. Epic yeah. I'm not real sure what that means, but we are glad to have you here with us. Hope that you enjoy the program today, the podcast. And, um,. We have a special song. We do. We do. Yeah, it's yes. called "I Am." That's the name of the song we're gonna share with you today. Yes, and it's very catchy. So do feel free to sing along.
2: Yeah, right. Or even hum it in your head later, or something. I've
1: been singing it for days <laughs> yeah. in my head. I gotta yeah. tell you, once it gets in there, it's hard to shake it out. Yeah, that's uh, a
2: catchy little ditty.
1: Ditty and Kind ditty. of a ditty. And,
2: yeah. and then we're also going to share a chapter of uh, America's Trojan War. Correct.
1: And we're just going to share some gibberish with you also. <laughs> <laughs> and the Word of God.
2: And the Word of God. Now what we've been doing is working in the garden lately. We've been doing a lot of garden work.
1: Yeah. And, and refining the park.
2: Yeah. We have our own here at uh, on the Promised Land. We have our own park. And uh, it's we have a good greenskeeper. He <laughs> he keeps it up very well, and uh, it's starting to really shape up. We are enjoying it very much. God has blessed us
1: beyond anything we ever could have imagined. Yeah, this isn't just uh, not. Never imagined my life this good, this no. perfect, this it's incredible.
2: I mean, we're healthy. We we have this wonderful villa that we live in with private private courtyard, the, the compound, you might say, and here we are on the promised land, our own private park, and with an episode to do in our podcast, I mean, uh, hard to believe it. In ministry, we get to do ministry every, every week, and uh, it's just absolutely dreams
1: come true. It is. So once again, welcome to I, I Took a, a Right Turn. turn. Oh. <laughs> And it turned out wrong. Yeah, I took the wrong turn.
2: And it turned out right. Amen. Amen.
1: What scripture do you want to share today?
2: I want to look into Ephesians chapter two, verses ten, or, verses seven through ten. and Now this is the Bible we use is called the Message, and it's by Eugene Phillips and he. Eugene Peterson. Eugene Peterson. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> I better just let Rosalie do this. She'd do it better than me. Okay. Uh, we're talking about people often wonder. We wonder, well, where are we? What's going on? Why should we be there? You know, what's the reason for where we are, you know, and all of this? And Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7 Now God has us right where he wants us with all the time in this world and the next. To shower grace and
1: kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. What wow. a place to be. Wow. Grace and kindness upon us. Ah. And his grace and mercy is new every day.
2: Amen. Amen. You know, and and we wonder, like, where are we? What am I doing? Well, we're right where God wants us. And you know, that doesn't that mean really it doesn't matter where you are. God is always there with us. You know, and if we will allow him to work in us and through us, in even the worst situations, God will turn it to good. He promises that that he'll turn all things to good for those who are called to call according to his purpose, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if we will just allow God to have the freedom to work within us and through us, we'll see this. And moving on, it says, saving is all his idea and all his work all we do is trust him enough to let him do it you know god we didn't come up with the idea well i think i you know god ought to save me you know and i'm going to do this i'll just uh go to enough ceremonies and do enough rituals and slaughter enough hawks or something like that or whatever you do you know and do all these works to get saved you know, it's all God's work. God, you know, is what Christ did us. Now what
1: we do is what he did for us. But, you know, that's difficult because we want to do something. You know, we all want to do something. Yeah. You know, oh, really? Um, I mean, instead of just sit back and letting, well, God's already done it with the death of Christ. But uh, it's hard to just sit and not do anything.
2: It really is. I know when I first got saved right away, I was like, well, what can I do for God now? I want to do something for God, Mm -hmm. you know? And I know I had it all in my head. You know, when I first got saved, I figured, whoa, I'm gonna start doing Christian music right away. Oh man, I'm just gonna switch over from secular music to Christian music right away. That's what I'm gonna do. And I'll tell you one of the first things I felt God tell me when I got saved was put that guitar down, boy. You know, and I put it down. I didn't touch a guitar for two years after I got saved. After playing every day, I mean, I would practice four or five hours every day. I played all the time. And I just set it down and I didn't, I even gave away all my guitars except for Trixie. And I uh, lent her to somebody else. I mean, I didn't even have a guitar in my house for
1: two years. But you were obedient to God. And that's what's more important
2: than playing your music. Yeah, and I and then you know then he put me in a situation where I was just like at helping out at a church at first, just sweeping the place up and cleaning the toilets and stuff like that. And you know I didn't I figured well if this is all I'm ever gonna do for God, that's that's okay. That's what God's telling me to do. And you know then I started following the pastor around, and he took me under his wing and got me going in different types of ministry and stuff. And, you know, it was two years before the Lord finally told me to pick up that guitar again.
1: A, and you practice patience in doing that. And, and patience is a very hard thing to do. Whew. To not be doing something, but just sit patiently and wait for the Lord's time.
2: Amen. Well, you did that in this podcast. Because Rosalie, the Lord spoke to Rosalie about doing a podcast. And she first came to me and talked to me about it. And I just, I, I sort of, I didn't feel it. I didn't hear God saying anything about a podcast. I didn't feel called to do it. I didn't, you know, and and it took us a while before we got some equipment together and everything like that, and just didn't really feel the call of God to do it. And I really didn't feel, we did a whole season last, you know, two years ago we did season one, and that was sort of me kicking and screaming along the way. I tried not to sound like it, but I was, you know, but, it wasn't until last October when God told me to, to quit doing a, a function I was doing, book signings all over the place. You know, he told me to stop doing that and just told me it's the podcast, the podcast, the podcast. That I really got the call. And you, Rosalie, I have to commend you that you waited all that time for me to catch up with you.
1: Yeah, I just sat around with my finger... <laughs>
2: in your ear uh.
1: in my my mouth and my tooth yeah yeah well it's best when he tells you what to do not me amen yeah so i was just waiting for him to light you on fire and for me to hear
2: him you know that's a hard part is that a lot of times it's like you know when people say they don't hear god speak probably because they're not listening because god's always speaking to
1: well you weren't here and here because you were busy doing yes. something else. I
2: was. I mean I was I did book signings. What I used to do, I used to travel around and do book signings.
1: Yes. Every weekend.
2: Right. For years. <laughs> and God for twenty years as a matter of fact. And then God finally told me last October, stop. So anyhow here we are, that He does all the work. He says all we do is trust him enough to let them do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing.
1: No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and saving. His creatures, he he creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does, the good work he has gotten ready for us to do, work we had better be doing. But the thing that I about the bragging, we probably go around bragging that we've done all the whole thing. Humility, we need to have a humble heart.
2: That's that's a that's a big heavy lift. Mm-hmm. You know, pride is is so intrinsic almost, you know, to the human nature, the fallen nature, of course. Mm-hmm you know, but humility uh, takes a certain amount of humility just to accept that Christ has saved us and, you know, we're not doing anything about it. But I like that last part, because I always put it this way, that we didn't get saved by works, but once we're saved, we got works to do. Yes. But it's just dis- discerning what those works are.
1: That's good work.
2: When to do them, how to do them, when to stop doing them. That's I'll never forget when the Lord, we, we started a church called the Full Gospel Redemption Center. And it had a lot a lot of good points, a lot of bad points, a lot of large and a lot of small points. But When God told us to close that church, that broke my heart. You know, and I, I really got upset and crushed by it. And it was crazy because it was his work. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I got upset, because he stopped his work. Well. Because you were in the moment. I was caught up in the moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and, and once again, it was Rosalie helped me get over it because, I mean, I was crushed. But she helped me get over it with the I'm blessed revelation.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: hallelujah. yeah hallelujah. Glory hallelujah. for that. Hallelujah. <laughs> but uh, that's the scripture we wanted to share. Anything
1: more? That God has us where He wants us. It's a tough one sometimes. It's a tough one sometimes. But well, I don't want to be there, Lord. Are you sure this is where you want me? I want to go do this, and I want to help do that. And I should be doing. I man,
2: I know I can do Christian music right away. Mm, exactly. You know, but we believe in geographical blessings. That yes, we do. B- b- being where God wants you when God wants you is a very important thing. He can, you know, and He'll move us around if we'll allow.
1: Him. Mm, I know, but <laughs> I really don't want to move again, Lord. <laughs> oh. I would, yeah. for him, but I oh. um, really don't want to. <laughs> no, uh, uh, you know, we, we would, moved
2: a lot. We moved a lot of times, you know, and the Lord is, uh, if he said to move, we'd do it. If we, if we both had, if we had both had clear revelation that God wanted us to, to move to Timbuktu or wherever, you know, or even to someplace even worse, like Chicago or somewhere, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, we would do it. We'd sure. move, but, you know... In our flesh, we don't want to because we just love. We of course the thing is wherever we've lived, we've lived where God wanted us to live, and we loved it while we were there.
1: Yeah, Yeah, always.
2: And we knew when the anointing lifted, and it was time to go. You know, so we're here on the promised land at the villa Villa di Abbey Alley. In the compound, just loving it here, and we just uh, glad we could share that with you today. Anything else you want
0: to nope.
2: say about that? Nope. Well, now we're going to share a chapter out of America's Trojan War, as we've told you in the other episodes. This is a five-book series about a civil war in modern America between 2016 and 2024. 20, it's my, what you would call a dystopian alternative future novel and uh, it's about a civil war and it's five books and we're starting out we're reading chapter uh, an episode out of America's Trojan War which is the first book and we're going to share with you today chapter chapter five America's Trojan War fire and sword I want the Apaches in the air now shouted Bassam Kasab. Kassab the man who was dressed as an American general and who was the leader of Strike Force One to his radio man. Moments later, all 18 Apaches leapt into the air. Following their prearranged orders, six of the copters stayed over the armory. Two flew off to the oil depot, two to the police station, and the rest began patrolling the perimeter of Rockville. Two busloads of warriors arrived at the oil depot. They were busy filling every available tanker. More warriors, all in Montgomery County police uniforms arrived at the station house. At the armory, tanks and Bradley fighting vehicles were being loaded onto transport trucks. Supply crews were distributing arms and ammunition to the thousands of warriors who were still arriving in buses, cars, and trucks. As the main body of warriors worked to get the brigade in the oil supply column ready to move, small strike teams escorted by Montgomery County police cars fanned out into the sleeping neighborhoods around the armory. Breaking into houses and using pistols with suppressors, they shot the men and older boys, then roughly herded the women and children out to waiting buses. Moving quickly from house to house, they soon had six buses filled with hostages which they drove back to the armory to join the large convoy which was forming up. Several survivors were able to call the police for help. In moments, warriors dressed as Montgomery County police silenced these few. Within two hours of Tom being shot at the gate, the highly coordinated assault by more than 5,000 trained and dedicated ISIS warriors, all sworn to fight to the death, turned itself into a convoy of a fully mechanized brigade with an air cover that was leaving Rockville and driving with a police escort down US 270 towards Washington, D.C. This scene was replicated three more times in Vienna, Virginia on I-66, Bristol, Maryland on Highway 4, and Galverton, Maryland on I-95. By dawn, the four ISIS strike forces were speeding towards Washington, D.C. and what they saw as a holy mission to take fire and sword to the capital of the West and the seat of all they despised. With seven years on the Maryland State Patrol, Ron Rousseau thought he had seen just about everything that could possibly roll down U.S. 270. That was until The seemingly endless convoy of military vehicles escorted by Montgomery County PD patrol cars started rolling past his favorite speeder blind. He immediately radioed, Montgomery County PD, this is State Patrol 734, what's going on? State 734, this is Montgomery County PD, we have been nationalized by the DHS as part of the first ever full-scale DC drill. This is extremely high security. It's on a need to know basis only. Do not repeat, do not notify anyone about this drill. Secrecy is imperative. The convoy continued to roll on as Apache helicopters roared overhead. Following protocol, Ron immediately contacted the district post. Headquarters, this is 734. I'm at mile marker 114, and there's a large convoy of military vehicles moving south fast. You know anything about a DHS drill? Base to 734. We have no knowledge of a DHS drill here. 734 to headquarters. The convoy is being escorted by a Montgomery County patrol car. Montgomery County PD contacted me and said it's a top secret drill on a need to know basis. They even told me not to notify you. Just then, a Hellfire missile from one of the Apaches slammed into the state patrol car 734. Base to 734. How many vehicles are you talking about? Base to 734. Come in 734. When there was no response, the post commander ordered every asset ahead and behind of the convoy to intercept. He also contacted the Montgomery County PD and asked for clarification. This is Montgomery County PD to State Police Post 710. The convoy you're asking about is part of a top secret DHS drill. Your reactions and your cooperation will be judged in the final analysis. Your Trooper 734 has been physically contacted by DHS operatives in order to join the escort. Complete and total radio silence is imperative. There should be no interference with this drill. Repeat, no interference. It would be more than an hour before another state patrol officer located the smoky ruin of car 734. By then, events were moving far beyond the assassination of one officer and the destruction of one patrol car.
1: Thank you, Robert, for sharing that with us. Now we're going to share a song uh, called I Am that goes right along with the scripture.
0: Yeah, where I am, I am. Who it says I am, and I have what it says I have, and I can do what it says I can do. I am and I have what it says I have and I can do what it says I can do.
1: joining us and it's time for us to say adios
2: adios muchachos
1: God bless you
2: (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it and come back again for episode 6 coming soon